we are grateful to God for each of you who've come to share with us on this morning and pray that God's blessings be upon you and that his strength and be with you and your family that you are living healed and whole and delivered on this morning amen amen and I pray that whatever that you have need of that you can find it in the house on this morning how many of you know that God is good amen is God good he's good all the time Amen. And we're thankful to God for his goodness and his kindness. Amen. A couple of amen, logistical things. I'm going to ask each of you if you can move up a few rows for me on this morning. I certainly appreciate that. Amen. I praise God for that. Amen. On this morning, if you just come up a few rows for those who are watching us virtually, we praise God for you. We pray that you are living healthy and whole wherever you might be on this morning. And we pray that God's words of encouragement may be a blessing to you on this day and that you may continue to live, amen, with faith and expectation for what God is going to do for you on today. Is anybody expecting something from God this morning? I said, are you expecting something good from God on today? Amen. We need to live with expectation, live, amen, expecting that God is going to do something great in our lives and anticipate the goodness of God in our lives. And I'm certainly looking forward to that and expecting great things from him on this morning. We're going quickly to the word of the Lord. And if you will, brother, if you'll take me up a little bit in the monitors up here. We're going directly to the word of the Lord in Matthew chapter 1, and we're going to be looking at verse 21. Again, that's Matthew chapter 1, and we'll be looking at verses 21, actually verses 21 through 23. We are celebrating, and again, we want to say that we're celebrating. We get into a lot of arguments and debates about whether or not Jesus was born on December 25th, and I'm not one to participate in those arguments or debates. We're not celebrating when he was born. We're celebrating that he was born. Amen. Amen. We're celebrating that our Savior was born and that he lives, and hopefully that he lives in each and every one of us. Amen. So I don't care if it's December 25th, June 25th, August 25th, September 25th. Amen. I'm just celebrating that we have a Savior who was born and that he continues to live in us. Amen. So we're going to be celebrating that on this month, and we're going to be doing it sermonically as well as we share with you what God has given us. Again, that's Matthew chapter 1, and we're starting at verse 21. And the word of the Lord reads, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. You shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, and that is Isaiah. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Somebody say God with us. Today we're going to talk for a few moments from the thought, call his name. That's what we find in the scripture here in Matthew 1 and 21. It says, call his name. When I began to think of that, of what the angel was saying and ministering unto Joseph, he's saying, to, and let's understand why the angel was ministering, because context is important. In the 
King James Version, it may not be clear, but Joseph was thinking of privately and quietly divorcing uh, Mary, not to, 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 well, to end the engagement, not to marry her. He was trying to separate, and he was doing it privately so that she would not be embarrassed because, well, she's pregnant, and he knows he had nothing to do with it. So that is why he, he, he's trying to do that privately, but then the angel comes to him. The angel appears to Joseph and, and begins this, this dialogue that we see here in our text. In the text, he's letting, her, he's letting Joseph know that this is not of another man, but this is of the Holy Spirit, that she is with child. And then he's explaining to him what shall happen with the child. He said, she will bring forth a son. She's letting him know. Didn't have to, they didn't have to wait on the, on, on the, on the diagnosis or the gram to, the, to find out, sonogram, to figure out what the, what the sex of the child would be. He's letting him know you're going to have a son. And I'm telling you what his name is. You shall call his name Jesus. Interesting the way that he said that. He didn't say his name is Jesus. He said, you shall call his name Jesus. And, and, and it was interesting to me in, in how that was phrased because really we know Jesus as, as Christ and we know him by many names. But he's just letting Joseph know for the purpose of writing his name on the birth certificate, you can call his name Jesus. And then I begin to think of that simple phrase, that simple thought that we often even hear in song, call his name. And when I thought of call his name, and then the directive was that you should call his name, I began to ask the question, who, who is you? Who is included in you? When I thought about it and I began to understand what it was meaning, that means everybody, everyone should call his name Jesus. That, that, was not a, that, that was not a limiting instruction. It was not for the purpose of limiting. And sometimes our scriptures do limit who it's talking to. When it says we know, we've had this discussion before, that's not including everybody. It says we know that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, to them who are the called according to his purpose. That's limiting who that is speaking about. But when it says you shall call his name Jesus, it's talking to everyone. It's saying that everybody should call his name Jesus. Everyone not only should call his name Jesus, but should call upon the name of Jesus. That's for everybody. That's for everyone. And it does not matter where you are relative to your faith. Does not matter if you call yourself a Christian. Does not, does not matter if you go to church every Sunday. Does not matter if you consider yourself saved. You should call on the name of Jesus. In fact, I want to invite you to call on his name. In fact, one of the definitions of the word call, and actually to be clear, when they're translating this from, from the Aramaic or the Greek, it, it puts the phrase together. Uh, to be called, that puts that together, and that means also, one of the meanings is to invite. So what I want to do is invite everybody to call on the name of Jesus. I, I want to invite you to call on his name. I want to invite those who are here to call on his name. I want to invite those who are listening online to call his name. And in fact, I think it's our jobs as Christians to encourage everybody to call on the name 
of Jesus. To, to call on his name, to, to encourage them, to, to let them know and to testify that there have been situations that you found yourself in. That the only reason that you came out of that situation is because you called on the name of Jesus. There, there is, somebody told me there's power in calling on there's name, that name. There's, there's healing in calling on that name. There's deliverance that you'll find when you call on the name of Jesus. And, and don't be afraid to say his name, Jesus. It's, we're calling on Jesus. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus. It's, it's, it's Merry Christmas. It's not just happy holidays. It's Merry Christmas and go ahead and say happy birthday, Jesus. We're, we're not afraid to call on the name of Jesus because it's incumbent upon all of us to call his name. It's an invitation that all of us should call his name. And we as Christians in our testimony and in our celebrating even the things that we've accomplished, we ought to remind people that some of the places that we've reached and the, and, and the place where we are even emotionally and mentally is because we have continued to call on his name. Call on the name of Jesus. Somebody just say Jesus. Oh, come on, say it like you mean it. Say Jesus. Oh, come on, say it and say it again. Say Jesus. Those and put it in your chat. Say, Jesus, I want you to call on his name. His name shall be called Jesus. You shall call him Jesus. I, I don't think that we say it enough because I, 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 I know as a, as a saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost-filled Christian that, that it does something to me, even on internally. I don't need an organ, and I don't need drums, and I don't even have to be in the sanctuary. But even when I'm alone by myself and I say the name Jesus, it's just something that runs through me. It reminds me, Deacon Moppin said, I, I know he's real because I feel him in my hands and I feel him in my feet and I feel him all over me and something goes all the way through me from the top of my head to the sole of my feet simply when I call on the name Jesus. There, 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 there's power, there's strength, there's healing, there's deliverance in calling on the name of Jesus. So I invite everybody to call on his name. And the only difference between some of them and us is that we know how powerful it is when you call on that name. We know how it feels to be delivered when you call on that name. I, I, I know personally that I, I believe that God calls me to evade death when I call on the name of Jesus, I didn't have time for a long, elaborate prayer, but all I had time to say was Jesus. Jesus turned that car around. Jesus caused me to avoid that telephone pole. Jesus saved my life and, and preserved my health on that day, all because I called his name Jesus. Jesus, there's, there's power, there's deliverance, there's healing. There's no other name given under heaven whereby men must be saved than by the name Jesus. Jesus. So, so when, in the instruction that he gave, is not a limiting instruction. When he said, you shall call his name Jesus, that means when it says you, that means everybody. Somebody say everybody. Everybody should call his name Jesus. But then when I looked into the definition of call, it says, you shall call. And when it says call, there were other definitions that it gave when you translated from the Greek. One thing that, one of the names that I, one of the instructions, one of the definitions that it gave that, that I like, it said a point. Somebody say a point. When, when, I, when I thought a point, that I'm thinking of the word designate. 
That means that designate or assign. When I'm thinking designate or assign, that means to me that when I call on the name of Jesus, there may be things that I'm dealing with that I am taking my name off of that situation and I am appointing, I am designating, and I am assigning this trial, I'm assigning this storm, I'm assigning this situation to Jesus. I, I wish you would get that with me. I, 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 it seems like it's my trial, but, but I, I'm not going to take ownership of this trial. I'm not going to take ownership of this situation. I'm going to hand it over to Jesus. I, I, I told you when Hezekiah got, got, that, got, that letter from, from, from the, got that letter from the Assyrians and then they came and told him that we're going to take over your land and that, that your God won't be able to save you, that Hezekiah took that letter out of his mailbox and, and he went to the church and he, and he laid it down on the altar and said, Lord, you've got mail. This, this does not belong to me. This is not have my name on it. In fact, I'm erasing my name off of this situation and I am calling. I am a pointing, I am assigning this trial to you because I believe that you have the power to handle things that are over my head. And I wish I had a witness because sometimes when, if you're an employee somewhere, sometimes problems come along. And, and as an employee, there'll, there'll be a problem that comes and you realize it's a big problem and you, then you recognize this problem is what you call over my head. This, this belongs to somebody who makes more money than me. This belongs to somebody whose title is above me. And you know what you do? You stop worrying about it because you say this problem is above me. And I, I can't to tell you that there are some things that are going to arrive on your doorstep uh, that have your name on it, uh, but a problem is above you. It has not been assigned to you, but what you need to do is call on the name of Jesus, and when I call on the name of Jesus, I am erasing my name off of this situation. I, I'm taking my name off of that. The songwriter said this problem that I had, I, I just couldn't seem to solve a prayer, and I prayed, but I got deeper involved, but I turned it over to Jesus. I, and then he said, I like this. He said, I stopped worrying about it. And I, I came to tell somebody you haven't really turned it over until you stop worrying. If you're worrying, that lets me know you haven't turned it over. So I came to tell somebody right now, you're, you're working with the problem that is over your head. The box had your name on it, but what I need you to do is call, assign, and appoint this problem to Jesus. You, you need to erase your name off of it, and you need to turn Turn it over to him, and once you turn it over to him, baby, you need to stop worrying about it. Amen. Not even, not even worried about it. Just like you do at work when you when it's over your head. You know what? You forward that email to somebody else, and then you stop worrying about it. Well, I need you to forward your problem, forward this situation to Jesus, and then after you do, I need you to stop worrying about it because this has been appointed. This has been assigned by me calling on the name of Jesus. But I believe that Jesus is going to take care of this problem. Jesus is going to take care of this health situation. Jesus is going to take care of this legal situation. Jesus is going to take care of this financial problem. I'm turning it over to Jesus. Somebody point at somebody and say it's time to turn it over. When you turn it over to him, that... I'm assigning it to him. I am appointing it to him. And then I'm going to stop worrying about it. I have 
I'm going to simply not just let it go physically, but I'm going to let it go emotionally. I'm going to let it go in my spirit because I let Jesus know about it. And once I did, I believe I have a Savior who's concerned about me. See, the problem is sometimes we say we're giving it to Jesus, but then we act as if he has forgotten. Well, we know God's not forgotten. So if he hasn't forgotten, why are you still worried? But we, we turn it over. Then the, the next question is, does he have compassion? We have not a high priest who has not been touched with the feelings of our infirmities. We know we have a compassionate Savior. So then, then I wonder, do we think we have a, a, a powerless Savior? But the, but the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. It does not matter what my problem is. God has power over that situation. The heart of the king is in his hand. There is nothing that is impossible to him. So if he has the power, if he has the authority, if he has the compassion, and if he does not forget, then why am I worried about it? Am I worried about it? I need to let it go. I need to turn it over and turn it over and stop worrying about it. That's what I'm, I, I'm pleading you today, that when you call on the name of Jesus, when you appoint and then assign it over to him, you need to give it to him, and then you need to stop worrying about it. Point at somebody and say, stop worrying about it. And then, and, and I'm finished, the, the third definition that I liked for the word call, and the definition was summon. Summon. And when I, when I thought about summons, summon means you're thinking of bringing him in. When, when you get a summons for a court, they're telling you that you have a responsibility to appear. You have a responsibility to show up. If the court issues you a summons, that means you need to get there. You need to be present because they have summoned you and your presence is required. And when I thought about it, we know that the God is in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Wherever, he, wherever we are, God is there. But there's a difference between him being present and a difference between us summoning him. Because remember, with the summons, that means you might be in town. You might even be near the courthouse. But a summons says, no matter how close you are, no, we need you to come inside because your presence is required. Somebody get that when we say your presence is required. So when we call on the name of Jesus, he's already in every place. It's not about him, it's more about us because we're recognizing in this trial that his presence is required. In other words, we're saying, Lord, I need you. And that's what God is, that's what God wants from us. He's already in every place and he knows what we stand in the need of. Sometimes he's waiting for us to adopt a mindset where we recognize that we need him. We, oh, he's already there, but you have to have a mindset that says, Lord, in this situation, in this trial, in this problem, I can't do it by myself. In other words, you're, you're calling on him, you're summoning him is a sign of your surrender that I have given up on this. Lord, I am powerless in this regard. I do not have the strength, the capacity, the authority of myself to take care of this. So I'm summoning you because your presence is required. In other words, Lord, I recognize that I need you. 
And it sounds good coming from the pulpit, but we find ourselves in little situations from day to day, and sometimes we get so wrapped up in the problem that we forget to summon Jesus. Uh, and I believe in summoning for the things that even seem small. If I, if I have a headache, it's not too small and too light a situation for me to summon Jesus. If I have an affliction, if I have a cough, it's not too light an affliction for me to summon Jesus. If, if, if my spirit is disturbed on my job and I, and I don't understand what I'm going through, it's too, not too light a problem for me to summon Jesus. I wish you were here with me right now. If whatever it is, somebody say whatever it is. I have the authority. I have the right. I have been encouraged that I should call on his name, that I should summon Jesus to this situation because when I summon you, Lord, I'm saying your presence is required. My mind understands that I need you. And I, I dare somebody who knows that they need Jesus say, I need him. I need him. I, I need him. And that, that had to have been the mindset of the writer who said, all that I need is in Jesus. He, he satisfies joy. He supplies all. My life would be worthless without him, but all things in Jesus I find. And then they went to the next verse and said, he's all I need. Somebody say it with me. Say, he's all I need. Whatever the problem, whatever the situation, whatever the trial, he's all that I need. He's all I need. He, he is my deliverance. He is my breakthrough. He is my way out. All that I need, I, I find in Jesus. So when you find everything in Jesus and, and when you seek Jesus in every situation, you begin to learn to live on a higher level of appreciation of the power of calling on Jesus. When you understand that he delivers every time, you begin to call on him more and more. Even in minor situations, you begin to call on him and you get to the point where you don't have to start going through anything to call on Jesus. Oh, I wish you were here with me. And that's where God wants us to get through. He wants us to get to a place where you don't have to suffer something to call on Jesus. You don't have to be in pain to call on Jesus. You don't have to get funny with your money to call on Jesus. You don't have to wait till your relationship is in trouble to call on Jesus. But you get to a point that you recognize that he's all I need. So when you wake up in the morning, you say, Lord, I need you. I, I need you right now. No, no, nothing has happened. No, I'm not sick in my body. No, I don't understand a storm. It's coming in my direction, but I recognize that as long as I'm converting oxygen into carbon dioxide, every moment of the day, every hour, every minute, I need you. I need to call on the name of of Jesus. So I don't just call Jesus when I'm mad. I don't call Jesus when somebody's tested my gangster. I don't call Jesus when I'm in trouble. I call him all the time. So by the time my trial comes, I've already I wish I were here with me. I don't have to call on him when the problem comes. I called on him before, before the trial came. I'm already prayed up. I'm already ready because I already called on I already called. I already called on Jesus. That reminds me of the mother that they used to sing about. The mother, she went into, the, she had a young son that had been in a bad accident. 
And the old mother, after she heard about the accident, they were waiting on the ambulance to come. And while they were waiting on the ambulance, the old mother went into the prayer closet. She went into a closet and she began to pray. And while she, after she prayed, she came out of the closet. And then somebody said, we need to call the doctor. And somebody was on the phone trying to get the doctor to the house. But the old mother was already in the kitchen and she was sitting there cooking. They get the doctor to the house and the doctor begins to examine the little boy. The old mother is still in the kitchen and she's steady cooking. Finally, the doctor examines the boy and after he's finished and packed up, he begins to leave the house. And one of the other family members came to find the old mother and they said to the mother, I know you were cooking. I know you weren't paying attention, but I want you to know the doctor said that he's going to be all right. The old mother said, that's all right. She said, because when I went in the closet, she said, I already called my doctor and my doctor told me that he's going to be all right. I don't have to wait on what he said, but I called on Jesus and he's never lost the case. I called on Jesus and he's always on time and it may not come when you want but he's always always on time so you can wait for the doctor's report you can wait to see what the bank says you can wait to see what others say but I want you to know that I've already already called on Jesus so I'm ready I wish I had help here I'm ready for whatever comes my way because already I've already I've already called on Jesus somebody put those hands together and give God some praise hallelujah 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 come on put those hands together and give God some praise I've already already I've already called on called on Jesus already I've called I've called his name I'm already prayed up I'm already prayed up I'm already in the right mindset I'm prepared for whatever comes my way because I have called on the name of Jesus somebody call his name right now call his name call his name Call his name, Jesus, 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 Hallelujah. See when I when I call, when you call, when you call on the name of Jesus. He already knows what you need. He already knows what you need. He knows what you need. When we tarried for the Holy Ghost, they call us to the altar and say, just call on the name of Jesus. And you know why you just call his name? Because he already knows what you need. He already knows what you desire. That's why there's so much power. There's so much authority. And just calling on the name Jesus. You should call his name Jesus. 
I challenge you this week. I challenge you this week to increase the amount of times that you call his name. I challenge you this week. I, I challenge everybody who's listening to, to increase the amount of times that you call his name. That there's, that, that there's, there's just a certain peace that comes over you. When you call on the name Jesus, I, I believe when I call on the name Jesus that he, he's already dispatching angels in my direction to attend to whatever I have need of. So therefore I have peace in my heart and in my mind because I in my, in my calling on him, I've turned that situation over to him. When you call him, turn it over and stop worrying about it. Just give it to the Lord and allow him to make a change. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you on this morning. We thank you, Lord, most of all for loving us so much. You loved us so much that you sent the only thing you had one of, your only begotten son. Thank you for sending him to us. Thank you for the gift of Jesus. Thank you for not only the gift of him, but the gift of calling on his most holy and powerful name that we can just call on his name. We, we don't have to see him. We don't have to touch him. We don't have to grab the hem of his garment. We don't have to have him physically lay hands on us, but just in calling on the name of Jesus, there's healing, there's deliverance, there's power, there's breakthroughs in simply calling on his name. Lord, thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus. Lord, help us on this week. Help us to increase our calling on his name. Help, him to, help us to increase our faith in turning things over to him and letting it go, releasing it physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually and allowing God to turn that situation around. And Lord, right now, we're going to give you the praise. We're going to give you the honor. We're going to give you the glory for the changes that we're going to see simply by calling on the name of Jesus. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Somebody say, Jesus, Jesus' name, may it be done unto you. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. For those of you who've been watching us virtually, we praise God for you and we pray that even this week you will increase calling on the name of Jesus and watch him turn your life around. God bless you. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.